about um, what you've ever given your heart completely to. Arms high and heart abandoned, right? Is that what those words said? Heart abandoned. And so I'm back there thinking, and, and as we, as I love when we sing that song as a group because, man, I just love to see the arms just shoot up in the air. And I couldn't help but get the thought even at that, you know, and I even kind of chuckled myself. It's like, you remember the old uh, westerns, you know, it'd be out there and, and the guy would say, stick them up. <laughs> We're surrendering. It's a different surrender. It's not out of fear. But it's out of just sheer love of knowing that I can't do it the way that I've been doing it. That just ain't working. And so, Lord, I'm just going to completely abandon myself and give myself to You. And the thing is, gang, you're in a safe place because, you see, most of the world doesn't know how to do that. But you do. And you're teaching others how to do that. And so, tonight, man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be... It could be crazy hard for some. I think it's going to be crazy freeing for others. It has been for me this past week as I've been going through this. And I'm going to just kind of give the first illustration before I stand you up. Is that before you got here tonight, we're going to be talking about motive. And it's going to be in James. And Thanks to Kevin Thompson for the cool filters. Aren't those cool? Can you see them? <laughs> It looked a little filtered, but yeah. Yeah, you can take them after we're done. But think about your day. Just think about your day-to-day. And that every decision that you made has to go through your motive or your motive filter. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Is that why do I do the things I do? Why do I say the things I say? Or even on the other side of it, what keeps me from saying the things I know I should say And what keeps me from doing the things I know I want to do? I'm not going to put a should on you. The very things I want to do. And so think about even before you got here. What was your motive to put a key in the ignition and get yourself here? What did you plow? What decisions did you plow through that filter to get yourself here? Okay? Some, it's because of connection. I want, I want some safe friendships and relationships, right? For others, it's been a while since you've been back in this room and you're just thirsty. Yeah, that's cool. For others, you're not really sure. You heard about this crazy bunch of folks that gathers up in a room on a Saturday night at Seagull High School and your motive was just to come and see if it's a circus act. I got great news for you. It is. <laughs> And it's a blast, and we don't fake that we love living life wide open. So, in this moment, there's new faces in the room that a lot of folks hadn't seen in a while. Take your time, and if you feel led, share your motive of why you came and want to see each other. All right? Everybody up just for a second? Hug a neck. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
Amen. Right on. I was told to ask you about the turkey. Yeah, the email about the turkey. Okay. Getting in here tonight, real, real quick. Thirsty. Healing, huh? Healing. Place Healing. to be real. Worship. 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 Place to be real. Place to be real. Right on. What else? It wasn't green beans. Pop made mom. That's that's a lie. I saw a filter. Yeah, sometimes I need a filter more than I have. All right. We have one of our own here. Uh, Lynn just shared with me. Lynn, you want to tell everybody where you head? This might be your last Saturday here with yeah. us. Oh, Jesus. I'm heading off to Florida. To Jacksonville. Uh, at the end of this month, probably. At least we have a place to stay. We still love you and you've got a home here. Bro. You know that. What? For a good reason? Ah, uh, very good reason. I found a home there. Okay. <laughs> well, I couldn't find one here, so. Mm. That's still big. Miss. Yeah, man, we're gonna miss you, Lynn. So we want to pray over Lynn. Um, and so, if we would do that right now, that would be really cool. So, whoever wants to start, who wants to start? I'll start. All right. So we'll pick three folks. Mom, two more. That'll pray over Lynn. Tracy. Then someone's going to close it. Add a kid. Way to go. 
And if you want to come up here and touch this man, come on. I'm going to get you out. Father, thank you for you that makes it possible to have friendships, to have the kind of friendship that will last. So as we send Lynn on his way, it's our loss in Florida, Danny. But I think, Father, he knows that whenever he travels north to Tennessee, that he has a place here. But he always has a place in our hearts. So bless him, Father. Walk with him. Make his path straight. Yes, Lord. And bring him back. Heavenly Father, we come to you because of a brother who's leaving our presence. Just build that hedge of protection around him. Let him know that that it's going to be all right, Lord, that he's making the right decisions, that he will make the right decisions, that that seed that we planted in, that was planted in him here, that he can take it down there and start something, Lord. Mm -hmm. That friendship is X'd out of this. He's more family to me than he's going to make me cry, Lord. I love this man, Lord, and just keep him up. Keep him safe. We love Lord. Dear Lord, I want you to protect over this man on his journey down. He's moving to Florida so he can have a better life there. He still has friends here. He knows he can always come back to find a safe haven with us here. Protect this man down on his journey and make sure he can find people there. Protect him as we have protected him. Dear Lord, this guy will start something down there that we have started up here for him. This is a great man. Isn't that cool? Ah, isn't that neat? Well, if you don't ever feel that, then you're not living. You know, you're protecting yourself way too much. Your filter's way too clean. <laughs> it's too clean. If you don't feel the pain of relationships at times, your filter's way too clean. Well, another little housekeeping thing is that we do have, uh, after the first of the year, we... Um, it looks like, it's not inked and deal, but it looks like it's going to be a go that we'll have some Sunday nights that will open up. Um, I'm just, I, for whatever reason, I just want to call it Refuge Unplugged. Oh. You know, it's going to be on the square up there. It's going to be in a coffee shop. It's going to be real laid back. It'll be different look and feel from this even. Uh, and our desire is to continue to stretch our tent pegs out just a little bit further <laughs> to create a safe place for folks that, you know, they, they kind of like Jesus, but they're just done with all the other stuff. And they have great hearts and want to help. Um, and so we're going to let them know we're here. We're going to let them know you're here. Now, if Saturday night works for you, you keep coming on Saturday. It's an addition to. It's, um, 
But if you want to be part of that, then let me know, because I'm really not sure what all that looks like. Probably start out doing it just once a month, then maybe work up to two times a month, and we'll just kind of flow from it. Last housekeeping thing, and then we're going to dive in. Uh, this time last year, remember the past three year, two years, maybe three, two, we've done turkeys. Remember that? Oh, isn't that a good turkey? That's really a good turkey. It's not that good. It's not that good. Well, we're not doing them this year because we went to Murfreesboro Housing, and if you travel with us any at all, our, our heart is to connect with hearts. Man, it was a blast. We did that two years ago, and I think uh, Marsha, Coach, and Kevin were at that meeting when we were there that night when it was almost like a raffle for folks out through Murfreesboro Housing to get a turkey. And I said, well, how many do you need? They gave the number. I couldn't remember. I said, well, we're going to get everybody a bird. That's nuts. We're not going to parcel out who gets a bird this year and who gets one next year. And, man, you responded. It was a blast. The guys always beat the girls in getting... Yeah, we always, we did. The guys always beat the girl. Yeah! Not really. <laughs> but, the, but they're tsunami with birds now. So because you were mavericks in it, and they're getting tons of birds, and we just couldn't really co create the connection that we like to, uh, we told them we're going to do something different. So what we're doing different this year is going to benefit the ladies that walk through Way of Hope. We're asking that we're, what, we are, what our goal is, is we need $8,008. That's what we need. We need $8,008, and that takes care of them for the year. It's a small budget, but it's one that Brad's not able to meet because I don't know why. So I say we jump in and help him. This is a beautiful way for guys that, uh, that you walk through school hallways to get your groups within whatever the, the schools are, to ask them, can I get eight bucks from you? It pays for an hour. $200 pays for a day. And we're looking at just a little over 64000 and Brad won't have to hunt dollars next year. I believe we can do it. I know we can. I know that the contacts that you have, if you'll blow it up on social media in the right filter, there'll be ladies that'll be taken care of and lives will start being changed. Okay? So you're saying that we need 8,000 people to give $8. We don't need just $8,008 for the entire year. That's the way I took it. I don't care how it gets here. No. All, all we need is $8,008. We need $64,000. Yes. Yeah. But I... 8,000 times 8. I need $8 8,000 times. There you go. Where are y'all from? I'm from Tullahoma and I get that. That's Tullahoma, man. That's that. Huh? Who got that? Everybody clear on that? Thank you. All right. Now, two people. Man. Boy. Huh? After Deb cleared it up? $8,008. Yeah. Let's get in James before we get in trouble. Where's my filter? 
All right, we're going to be in James 4. Before we get there, this really will, after the first of the year, be a great letter for us just to plow through like what we did Hebrews, just verse by verse by verse by verse. Because there are some verses in there that are really, really tough. I mean, they really are. There's even some that we're going to read tonight that kind of make me go, wow, wowzers. Make you flinch a little bit. But I want to set up this letter. Now, James is the brother of Jesus. You ever let that sink in any at all? What'd you do today? I walked on water. <coughs> what about you, James? Well, I didn't do that. I watched you walk on water. I mean, really, to be the brother of Jesus, especially afterwards, after the resurrection, it wasn't royalty, gang. It was not an easy way to go for them. And so he's writing this letter, and if you took the time to go back and read Acts 15, you'll see that there's this conversation between all of the guys that had first placed their faith in Christ, and they were really about to have what we would consider nowadays a committee meeting. <laughs> They didn't call it that, but they're having this gathering because at the time, he's writing this letter to Jewish believers. Alright, and he's labeling them that because see, if you came from the Jewish faith, you were used to checking boxes in order to make sure that you were right with Christ, with God. And now since Christ came, all the boxes have been wiped away, and James is writing this letter, which some scholars think right before they're having this meeting that you would read about in Acts 15. There's this one faction that are saying that if you're a Gentile, then you've got to start obeying the rules of Judaism. And what they're saying is that they want to bring all the boxes back out and have you start checking them. And the disciples in them, and they're saying, no way, boys, no. There were some that were talking about circumcision. And so James is writing this letter, and some even think that he may have read this letter for the first time in that meeting. I don't know. But the thing is, is that we're reading it today. We know that he wrote it. We know that his heart was to say, look, faith in Christ is what secures you. And faith in Christ produces, bears a new life. Paul talks about it a ton. That if there wasn't a reason for me to have this new life, to get rid of the old, then why did Christ empty the tomb? What was Christ's motive for emptying the tomb? What was His filter? Why did God send Christ to empty the tomb for us? So that we can have life. Amen. That's the filter. Did y'all hear that? If you had, if you had the, uh, man, uh, if you had the, crap, I don't know the answer to that. Now you know. That's part of it. Why did you say yes to Christ? We're going to, I want to lay that out there so you will come back to it. What's our motive in that? So let's go to chapter 4 here pretty quick. We're going to read the first few verses. First one, it says, What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Now remember what we just set up. There's this bickering going on among, among, among the believers. Don't they come from evil desires at war within you. Verse 2, you want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. 
yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Verse 3, And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what gives you pleasure. Man. So here's my filter. It's a me filter. Isn't that what he's saying? So when we ask for things, what is our motive? Even when we're talking to God, even when we're praying, what is your motive in seeking His face in the whatever you're going through? Okay? Now the first thing we got to do is we got to make sure that we understand what the word motive means. Now I grew up watching Barnaby Jones and Adam 12 and what were some of the other detectives? Perry Mason. But today it's like CSI. Miami and Las Vegas and everywhere. They're everywhere. These CSI guys. New York. And the thing is, is when they come on a crime scene, what are they looking? You know, if they do the outline of the person that's out there and it looks like it's in a pretzel and they, they look at that and they go, oh my. And they start getting a list of suspects, don't they? And they're wanting to know, what was the motive? What was the reason why someone would do this to this person? Right? And so what the word means, it's, it's an inward reasoning. It's a deliberation. You're questioning what's going on within you. And so go back and put that in there. In the verse. It says you don't get because your inward reasoning your inward questioning is all wrong. What is he basing that on? What's James basing whether your motive is pure or unpure? Heck, forget James for a second. What about us? How many of us have ever said this? Well, his heart was in the right place. What do we mean by that? It got loused up, but his heart was in the right place. Aren't we saying that we trust the attempt at whatever it was that that, that individual was going to be about in that moment? Okay. Let's move on. What about for us? Verse 4 says, you adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. What do you think the Scriptures mean when they say that the Spirit, that the Spirit God has placed within you is filled with envy? Verse 6, but He gives us even more grace to stand against such evil desires as the Scriptures say. God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. Alright, we're going to stop here just for a second. And let's start bringing out more filters. Okay? How many of us, how many, how many of us in the world would say, boy, you guys are all in the world? How many of us, how many people would look at us and say, y'all are just part of the world? I am. Yeah, come on. There's freedom in releasing that game. And so what is James saying? He's saying, look, what is the difference in you since you said yes to Jesus? Don't, don't constantly think about behavior in this game, please. 
The first filter that we look at is the filter of who we are in Him. Is that do you see yourself in the same light that God sees you? Do you see yourself as sitting right there with Jesus when God's looking down on you? And if you don't, the filter is still focused on you instead of focused on the filter of You see this one? It's the Him in me. So let's put that there. Can y'all see this one still? If that stays there. Can y'all see those? Okay. I want you to sit in this just for a second. And think about... So it says, so verse 7, So humble yourselves before God... And what he's saying is, look, resist, oppose, set against the devil, and he will flee from you. Some translations right here have the word submit or subject. So if I'm resisting something, that means I'm in favor of something else, someone else, right? If I'm resisting something, what filter is that going through in order for me to get to that point? You following me? Have I totally lost you? Not yet? Hang in here. What is the filter? I'm in this moment. Let's say what... How many of us are trying to quit doing a particular something in our life? About all hands. Awesome. Whatever that is, right before you are about to participate in that very thing that you no longer want to participate in, Ask yourself the question, what filter am I about to roll this through? This action, this, this statement, this whatever it is that I'm about to roll through, is it to satisfy me? Or is it to satisfy the Him in me? You with me? Look at what happens a lot of times if it's just for me. Look... Can y'all see that? Quarrels, fights, evil, jealousy, pride, anger, selfish desires, hate, backstabbing. And when you get finished with doing that very thing that you don't want to do, how many of us shoulder shame in that moment right after? Hands? Amen. Alright, so now you got to get to the point of going, why did I roll it through that filter? Do I not believe that the him and me filter is bigger? Because look what happens if we do roll it through the him and me filter. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Hardest one on there for me. Good night alive. And it's a fruit of the Spirit and it's the most difficult one. And so when we're raising our hand, gang, to the very thing that we don't want to do, it's the fruit of the Spirit when I roll it through Him. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. Hang on. It gets better. <laughs> right there. Ooh. 
that came out of my house. It came out of my house. It's that one filter that's uh, it's in our dugout. If you've ever been in our house, it's down in the dugout, and it's the one that's on the ceiling. I hate that filter. As you can tell, I don't pay much attention to it. I go, it can go another month. It can go another month. But look what happens. And, but this is a cool illustration. So take that very thing that you're not wanting to do and let it roll through here. You see, your filter has to look like this on this side of rolling that through Him in order for it to stay this way. He catches it. He absorbs it. Is it hard? You better believe it's hard. It's stinking crazy hard. All the more reason why I've got to rely on the Him in me. Crazy thoughts come into your mind? The Him in me. Get it back. What did we just read? Resist. So here's how this looks. Go back to verse 7. You see, sometimes I think men especially take verse 7 and would say this humble. That's a, that's a position of power. You're saying, look, it, it, it's like me going to a fight and I've got a knife now all of a sudden I've got a howitzer. I'm putting my butter knife down and I've got the howitzer of Jesus Christ sitting inside me. And when I cut Him loose because I've got to get out of His way. Because see, you remember Paul talking in, in chapter 7 of Romans? The things I don't want to do, I do. That's Paul. And look what happens in those moments. But the things I want to do, what, what else does he say? The things I, I don't want to do, I do, and the things I, I do, I don't want to do. That's it. And so he's letting everyone know it's okay to battle it. It's okay to battle it. But here's what happens, gang. Because when we resist, when we humble ourselves to the Father, to the Him and me, that's a position of power, and your filter starts to look like this, what we don't want to have happen is that we want the world around us to think our filter always looks like this. I said it at the first. If our filter looks like this, you're living life way too safe. You're hiding. You're not allowing folks in. And the first person that we typically lie to is ourselves. I can handle this. It's just one more. It's just tonight. No one's around. Right? Hit a nerve there with Brandy. It's not hurting anybody. It ain't hurting anybody. So it's the filter of me. So let's start to finish up here. We're in verse 7. He says, Come close to God. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Man, think of that very thing that you don't want to do anymore and are you divided in it at times. The first step, gang, is saying yes. It doesn't change your identity in Christ. It hasn't, it hasn't freaked him out. <laughs> he, 
He's going, man, they just got stronger. Did you see that one, Paul? Did you, did you, James, did you see that? They just picked up the howitzer of me. He threw away his butter knife. He's no longer going to try to do it on his own anymore. He's going to start trusting the him and me filter. So he goes on, he starts closing, because here's this word again. He said, let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead. But verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord and look what happens. What happens? Wow. How many of us want to be lifted up? Amen. So what's the first step in being lifted up? It's being honest, resisting, right? I just read, you, you got to know this. So that whatever it is that you have, whatever it is, and we're not going to take time to do it, and if we could write them on the filter, if you wrote that on the filter, what will you go, I've got to hear you say it so I know that you're equipped. What will you do different now when you go home? And that very thing that you don't have to speak out the thing you don't want to do, but what's your first step now? Come on. Get into the Bible a lot more. All right. First step. We just talked about it. You don't need the Bible for this first just step. Don't do it. Get the big knife, whatever that knife is. <laughs> What's your filter? Ask yourself, why am I about to do it? I'm going to go over this again. I'm not going to let you go until you get it. No, why your butter knife? What's your motive? What's your motive? <clears throat> Who's it for? It's for Him. See, your filter can start looking like that. It doesn't, it doesn't automatically look like that. But i got to start rolling things through Him in order for it to get to that point. And look, even in that, you see, that's your heart. But it's going to look like this. And here's the last thing. Not the last thing. Allow folks to see that. You want to truly get freed up from stuff? Later on in this letter that James wrote, he talks about sharing your burden. Why would he say that? If it wasn't something that would help us. Share your burden. The prayer of a righteous person will help make you well. And so many times when we walk into different places like this, not necessarily here, but we come in and we stuff, we've got this filter out. All good over here, Bibbo. And you wonder why you're still hurting. No one can pray. No one can help for what we don't know. Last thing. What's your first step? Ask my motive. You're going into the holiday season, gang. You need you got to equip, you got to drink this one in. You're going into holiday season. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? You ever gone into family settings and have quarrels and fights? <laughs> right? Yeah. Ask yourself this question. If I'm defending me in that, 
Look what's coming. Quarrels and fights. If I let him have it and give them zero energy through the power of him in me and I sit there and I keep my big lips buttoned up, You with me? We've been taught to take care of ourselves. Amen. That's what we've been told. Yeah. You can do it. You yeah. can do it. Buck up and do it. That's right. Who wants to change their filter? I'll change it. Here's what I want us to do. Very last thing. I keep saying that, don't I? I'll one more you to death. Now that you know how to be lifted up in honor, to be lifted up in honor, your first step is to what? Humble. To power of position. Resist, flee, submit. The power of position. Roll it through your, the him and me is bigger filter. And then the very last thing, especially in the holiday season, especially in the holiday season when you're around family, You'll be living out the royal law. James talks about it in verse 2. The royal law is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. i got to dig myself enough to let the him and me filter take me through it. Then I can love these others that I've been getting in quarrels and fights with. Give it no energy. Give it zero energy. Don't try to make them better with you. You be you in those moments. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to close out. Um, the way we're going to close.